before you sit down, just grab your Bibles this morning. Let's prepare to go into the Word of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to a familiar portion of Scripture. Amen. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And when you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say wait. All right, got a couple waits out there. Amen. You can also follow on, amen, the screens behind us. I'm just rereading verse 1 and verse 2, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. Amen. Here begins the ring of God's word. And the word of God simply says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'll read verse 1 just again. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let's bow our heads just to pray a prayer of this message. Father, we come before you once again. And we ask that you will bless this time as we will break the bread of life, God. Father, as the face is different in this congregation, Father, God so does the need this morning. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you will speak pointedly to the people of God. Father, I pray that you will minister, oh God, a ramble word to their ears, Lord God, that they can hear what thus saith the Lord. And Father, I'm asking you this morning that we will not leave this place the same way we came in Jesus' name, but that you will speak to us as we continue to pray radical prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I got some work cut out for me this morning, and so let's just get right to it. As we opened up last week, our Radical Prayers message series, our title last week, or the first prayer that I challenged us to pray last week was, search me, search me, search me. And amen, we, we ministered from the book of Psalms, amen, where King David, amen, inquired of the Lord, and he told the Lord to search him. And so we, we spoke, amen, a few points on allowing God to search our hearts, amen, uh, al allowing God to reveal our fears, and then asking God to expose the sin that's in our hearts. But let's just stop there, but asking God to lead us from those things, amen, so that we can walk in the plain path amen and so we 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 we, we thank god and I, and i and i pray that you've been i prayed that prayer and let me tell you something god has been revealing some stuff amen stuff that you know when you pray a radical prayer it's 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 not a safe prayer it's a dangerous prayer 
Amen. It's a prayer that 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 reaps. Amen. Um, um, reward. It's a prayer that causes things to begin to happen in your life. And in the beginning, when it begins to happen, you might be taken off course. Like, God, what is this? Why is this coming my way? And you can't blame everything on the devil. To some things ain't the devil. As long as the enemy is the enemy, no, sometimes it's the inner you that God is trying to expose so he can get you out of the way so he can do great things in your life. We declared here at the Gathering Church that 2016 will be a sweet 16 for us, meaning that this will be our year. A sweet 16 is it's a rites of passage. It's a coming of age. And so this would be the year that we will begin to come of age. We will begin to walk and talk and do the things that God has put on our hearts. There's a dream in your heart. There's a vision in your heart. Amen. There's a destiny that God has put over your life. And I believe that this is, will be a pivotal year for us if we will begin to pray some radical prayers. We can't ask God to give us a blessing if we're not willing to do the work that's called to receive that blessing. I could say, man, I want to lose 100 pounds. But I could say, Lord, I want to lose 100 pounds. But if I'm not hitting that gym, if I ain't walking that pavement, if I ain't changing no eating habits, ain't no you could prophesy and pray all you want and go say the Lord and you shall lose 100 pounds. You will still be 100 pounds heavy. Because there's a partnership with God. And so if we're going to see God do some great things in our lives this year, look, June 1st is a Wednesday. June 1st. June 1st. Six months. What have you done the last five? What have you done? It's time for us to get moving. But if we're not willing to pray radical prayers, we will not see the fruit of what God has for us. So I got my work cut up for me this morning because this, you thought last week was radical. You thought that was like, woo, God, search me. Well, baby, I got another one for you this morning. Woo, I got another one. And I hope that you can really hear me and not just, you know, because sometimes you say things to people and you just shut down, you know. You, 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 you say, okay, yeah, okay, that's good. Praise the Lord. And you smile. You say, praise the Lord. But you're like, I ain't ready for that one. Shh, that can go, that can go to him and to sister, sister watermelon over there and, and, and brother shish kebab over there. But that ain't coming to me this morning. I don't, I don't know about that one. But I, 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 I want to give this to you this morning because I know it's going to bless you. Because I've seen God do it in my own lives. So I warn you, some of you might not like this message this morning, but I'm not here to be liked. Amen. When, my, when, when, when I was growing up, amen, there were times, you know, your parents, amen, would get on your nerve, amen. But as you get older, you appreciate the butt whipping, right? You appreciate the discipline. You appreciate the curfew that they gave you, amen. You, you, you didn't like the curfew. You had to be home by 8 o'clock. Oh, well, back in the day, see, we didn't, we didn't have a time. It's where it got dark outside. When the sun went down, you need to be in the house. So that, whether that's 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, daylight, savings time, whatever, when the light goes, when we get dark, you need to be inside. You didn't like that because you want to hang out, especially we, we hung up with the older, with the older people. I, see, I was hung up with the older people. But, you had, but, but there were markers that were placed on your life to discipline you. You didn't like it in the moment, but you was happy for the results later on in your life. And so this prayer today is the same thing. You might not like it in the beginning. You might even stutter the prayer because you're like, Lord, I don't believe I'm actually praying this thing. Like, I, I, I can't get the w w words out of my mouth. 
But I'm challenging you this morning. If you would begin to pray this prayer. I'm telling you, God will bless you. Before I even get to, yeah, I know y'all like, what is the prayer, Pastor? What is the, I'm going to sit tight. It's coming. Trust me. I'm going to get there. I'm building. I'm building. Tell, tell your neighbor he's building. Yeah, I'm, build, I'm, I'm, I'm building. So I, I got to talk about my own experience. See, when I first, when I, when, when I, when I first amen, got saved and, and received the Lord in my life, I was about 15, 16 years old when I got serious, amen, about the things of God. But God had to take me through a process, amen, when I learned how to trust him. It take me through a process where I learned that my life was not about my own. See, sometimes when we get saved, we, we think, you know, God is our genie, right? And so what happens is the focus is always on us, but it's not on the Lord. And so God had to take me through a process where I need to learn that the focus was not about me, but it was about him. So here's the prayer that I want to challenge you to pray this morning. And I'm telling you, it will change your life forever. And just like last week was a two-word prayer, search me. This is a two-word prayer too. And the words are, break me. See, I lost half the congregation. Look at that. Yeah, they checked that already. Look, 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 look. Yeah, they checked, tweet that. They didn't check that already. I should take a picture and put this on Facebook. It's break me. Break me. Oh, y'all quiet and woo. I told you I got some work, Lord. Lord, you told me to do this now. You told me they'll hear you. Break me. Break me. I know it's not a jumping shout. Y'all didn't lost the jumping shout now, right? Y'all was, he's able. He's able to break you. He's able to break you. And so we're going to speak about what breaking me, what that term break me really means this morning. Now, if you look in the book of Mark, and that's where I'm going to um, really base this message out of the book of Mark chapter 14. Amen. There are uh, two parallel or two different stories, really two different stories um, from the same chapter in Mark. They're side by side and they deal with the concept of God breaking us. Amen. And as we're in this, as we're in these verses, I'm also going to begin to um, interject some of my own personal experience about how God breaks us. Amen. To do what he's called us to do. As we read in um, the book of Mark, there, 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 there's a story. This is it's, it's a man. Um, Luke not writes about the, the, the same story in the, in, in the book of Luke, but he talks about a sinful woman. So in the book of Mark, we see this sinful woman. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 14, verse 3, it says, While Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper. Now, first of all, Jesus, here's holy Jesus at the table with a leper. First of all, that's a big no-no. That's, that's taboo in biblical times. And you have to remember, when they ate around the table in biblical times, they didn't sit at a table like we do today at a dining table. They actually sat on the floor. They reclined at the table. So, you know, they, it was kind of like they were leaning back on the floor. They had these short little things, these pallets where they sat and how they, you know, when, when they ate their, 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 their meals together. So here's Jesus on the floor, amen, sitting at the table, amen, having a meal at Simon the leper's house. And then the Bible says a woman came in with an alabaster jar 
a very expensive perfume made of pure nard. Now, pure nard, if, if you had any type of spike nard, it's, it's, it's a very strong scent. It's, it's sweet, it's very strong, and it's very expensive. The Bible continues to say that she broke the jar and poured the perfume, amen, um, on his head, amen. She broke an expensive bottle of perfume in this alabaster jar or that the King J said box amen with this expense now this perfume was so expensive that it was worth a year of wages okay so let, let's let's put it into you know some of you make you know 60 70 120,000 whatever you make imagine all that in a box of perfume she came in and she broke the alabaster box, and begin to anoint Jesus. Now, we know scripturally and spiritually, this was preparation for Jesus' death that was coming up. That's what the Bible teaches us. But there is a story that I believe that God wants us to see this morning as it relates to him breaking us. As it relates to the radical prayer, Lord, break me. Now, this woman was a sinful woman. The Bible says she was a harlot. She was what we would call a prostitute. Amen. She sold herself, her body, amen, for gain. Amen. So when this woman began to come into this house, I'm pretty sure the men at the table was like, what is she doing here? Maybe some of the men said, oh, she's going to shout me out because I was just with her last week. They didn't know what she was doing there. But here comes, remember, the women didn't sit at the table with the men, right? The women had their, their in, 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 in Hebraic culture, the women had their place and the men had their place. Amen. So here she comes in, comes through the door. She's not a servant. Amen. She's come through the door. She comes to Jesus' feet and breaks this alabaster box and begins to anoint him. And as I begin to, 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 to read that story, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And he said, you have to understand that your life is like that alabaster box. First of all, you have to know that you are of worth this morning. That you're of worth in God's eyes this morning. You might see yourself as worthless, but I'm here to declare to you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. And that you are of worth. I don't care if a poor relationship said you are nothing. I don't care if your parents said you are nothing. God says you are somebody. As a matter of fact, you are a great somebody because you are God's child. God did not make any mess. Amen. He made a blessing. Amen. And just as for the sheer fact that you're still standing, that you're still alive, shows God's blessing and his grace upon your life so you are a person of worth this morning so I need I, I just needed to, to, to clarify that amen this morning but to continue to move on she begins to break this alabaster box over Jesus and two things that, that popped out to me was that this gift that she presented Jesus represented her past because you, you would say, well, how did she get that money to buy that expensive perfume? What did she do? How did she get that money to buy that perfume? That was from her wages of sin. What a woman do with that type of money back then? That was her dirty money. You go, honey. That was her dirty money. She saved up 
from all those times. And so she began to present this to Jesus because she was saying, Jesus, I'm breaking my past over you. I'm giving to you my past. I'm giving to you all, all, all of the things that I've done. This is a year worth of wages. You, you, see, if you read the scripture, you, you realize that some people really got upset. Especially Judas Iscariot. Because he's like, what are you doing, Jesus? We need that money. You're like, come on, come on. We, we need that. And, you know, there'll be some people in your life who would, who would get your faith and get your trust in God twisted. But when God begins to do something in your heart, you don't care who's looking, who's not looking. Because when God begins to break you, you don't care who's around you. When God begins to break you, you're just going straight for the Lord. And so as the bottle, as she began to, 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 to break this alabaster, alabaster box, it was her signifying that she was leaving her sinful life. She was leaving. She was saying, Lord, I break this before you. I give this, this life to you. But it also was signifying this gift that she, that she gave to him. It was her gift that represented her future. Her future, that she said, this is my savings, this is my provision, this is money I put aside for my future. I could use this money to do, to do any other thing, but Lord, I'm sacrificing it before you. What God did was m miraculous. He healed her, he delivered her, he set her free. And here's the thing, she just didn't pour some of it. Because some of us, you know, we, 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 we're not afraid, you know, to be open before the Lord. But the question is, are we giving all to the Lord? Are we giving all to him? See, sometimes we serve a convenient Christ. And we have to, see, sometimes Christ would be inconvenient to us. Come on, if you're married, if you're really married, not that patty cake. I'm in love, honey, I'm talking about the real married folk today. But that stuff fades about three to six months. Amen. Talk about the real married folk. There will be times that your spouse will inconvenience you. Y'all quiet in here. Don't lie in the house of God. Just look straight. If they're sitting next to you, that's all right. But it's times that your spouse will inconvenience you. Amen. Praise the Lord. There will be times you get taps. Honey, I need you to do this. Honey, I need you to do that. Can you go give me a coke? Can you pick this up? You'll be like, dang. But because I love you, I'm willing to do it. Because even though you inconvenience my schedule or inconvenience me sleeping or inconvenience me doing these things, I'll still do it because I love you. And it's the same in our relationship with the Lord. There'll be times where we'll feel like God is inconveniencing us because things are not going to the way we thought it shall be planned. But it's a part of the breaking process. The woman did not give Jesus some of the oil, some of the perfume. She gave Jesus all of it. She poured out every drop. Now, you know, even a drop was valuable. She could have just said, Lord, I'll give you some. I'll give you 50%. And I'm going to go pawn the rest and get the rest. I'm going to go sell some. She gave Jesus all of it. When God begins to break you, he wants all of it. That's why he takes you through the process where he begins to break you from your past and establish you for your future. Jesus told him, Jesus basically told, told, told those who even criticize what this woman is doing is beautiful because it's preparing him for his future. Let's continue to read in, in, in the book of Mark. Hallelujah. In Mark 14, verse 22 to 24, 
the Bible says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, take it for this is my body. This might sound familiar to some of you. And he took the cup of wine and gave thanks for God for it. And he gave it to them and they drank from it. And he said, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. Here's another theme of breaking. Here's now Christ saying, my body is about to be broken for you. I'm about to sacrifice myself for you. I'm about to, 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 to give myself away. Now we know that Jesus struggled because in the God of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if there's any other way, let me know right about now because I don't want to get whipped. I don't want to get stabbed. Is there another way? Can we talk about this? And the father's like, no, this, this is the stick, stick with plan A. There's no plan B. And he went all the way to the cross. But the same way as he was uh, broken and, and poured out, it's the same type of life that God wants us to live. That's why the Bible says, and Jesus is speaking, he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself daily, pick up his cross and follow me. What you mean I got a cross to bear? Oh, yeah, we all have crosses to bear. If you're a child of God, you're bearing a cross. Every day, there's some sacrifices. Every day, there'll be things that you have to face. You can draw closer to God. Break me, Lord. Break me, Lord. Break me, Lord. And then the Bible continued to say that. And Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to him. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this. What is this? What is this? Do this. Do this. Break yourself in remembrance of me. Not just the, the, the physical cup of wine and, and the wafer that we take that represents his body. Do this. Allow yourself to be broken in remembrance of me. I go back in my life and I, I remember when I first began to pastor. Now, my story is not like everybody else's story. I've been preaching since I was about, I've been preaching since I got saved, to be honest with you. I didn't need a pulpit to preach, amen. People think if you call a preacher, you have to be in a church. I was preaching, Pastor Ekin Kateko, we went to the same high school. We were preaching in the hallways and the cafetorium. And they have a cafeteria as a cafetorium. Amen. Walking down the street, giving out tracks, witnessing the people on the subway. We're on the mission trip in the South Bronx. I'm only saved like six weeks. Amen. We're laying hands on people, watching people pop out of wheelchairs, stuff like that. That's how I came into the kingdom. So my story is not like everybody else's story. But when God began to say, Arthur, I really want you to focus on preaching my word. I said, Lord, I can do this as a side job. But that ain't going to be my job. Like, you know, like, this not going to work for me. You know, I don't want the one saying, you pastor and the pastor taking all the money from the church because you hear all the stereotypes, right? And you see all the foolishness on television, on media. And I said, I want no one confusing me with that stuff, Jesus. So I don't want to do that, God. But God began to take me through a process where he began to break me. He began to break me. And when God begins to, see, 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 when you, see, when you're broken, you don't care who's looking. You, you, let me tell you something, your, 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 your pride goes out the window real quick when you're broken. 
It, it really does. So I can tell if someone's not broken or not because what they start talking about, I and, and I don't know, and my schedule, you ain't broken, you ain't ready yet. But people say, I'm called to preach, I'm called. When you call the preach, you will sacrifice everything. When we started this mission, my wife and I was paying two rents. When no one was giving, we were giving, we were paying two rents. That's the type of sacrifice. When you sacrifice, you're willing to give it your all for the call of God. You, 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 you want to do things, you will stretch your fight. You would, do, you would give the clothes off your back when God begins to do great things in your life. When he begins to, 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 to break you. And so when I'm thinking about breaking this morning, I'm talking about drawing closer to the Lord. Pastor, what are you talking about? What needs to be broken? Your will needs to be broken. Because we can say, I surrender all, all we want. And, and say, Lord, take my life all you want. But if you don't allow God to take you through the process, and it's not a pretty one. Because you know what God uses to break you? He uses life to break you. And either you're allowed to, to break you or you're allowed to let you or you're allowed to make you bitter. That's why some people leave the church because God begins to break them. And they say, oh, God is against me. No, 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 baby. God is trying to make you into something. He's trying to make you into something. Let me tell you, your greatest story comes from your pain. Amen. Pastor, how are you so anointed? How are you? Because I went through something. I went through a whole lot. That's what makes you anointed. People are not impressed by your strength. You can impress people with your strengths all you want. Oh, wow, you could do this, you could do that. But in the kingdom of God, you know what connects you with people? Is your pain. Your pain has a purpose. And you have to understand that God uses your pain to display his story. God begins to break you, but when he begins to put you, he doesn't leave you apart now. See, he breaks you to build you back up. And when he builds you back up, you become a beautiful mosaic that his glory can shine through. And so what I speak about breaking this morning is breaking you from your mindset. Let me tell you something. I didn't know I was prideful. I thought it was the most humble thing on, on the earth. God said, Lord, not me. I can't do that, Lord. No, not me. No, Lord. Mm-mm, God, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy, Lord. I'm not worthy to preach. I'm not worthy. No, I'm not worthy, God. And then God says, who is the focus still on, son? I said, no, I'm not, no, not me. I'm not, not me. And God says, it's false humility. The focus is still on you. So whether you are pompous and prideful and arrogant, or whether you say, Lord, not me, surely I can't do it. It's still the same thing in God's eyes. Either you're overly secure or you're insecure. It's still the same thing. You're still focusing on yourself. You're not focusing on the ability of God that's in you. We just talked about exceedingly abundantly. Above all, we can ask everything according to the power that worketh in us. The power of God is at work in you. But you cannot allow God's power to be at work in you unless you're broken. Because that means that every time that God wants to use you, your will, your mind, your emotions are getting in the way. And it's a blockade. It's a hindrance. It's a stench before the Lord. And you say, God, I want my sweet 16. God, I want the great thing. But he got to break you, baby. You ain't ready for sweet 16. You got to pray. You got to go through the process, brother. 
And this prayer is not an easy prayer. It's not you wake up Monday morning, break me, Lord. Break me. When he's beginning to break you, he begins to reveal things. Things begin to happen for a reason. He begins to bring some stuff into the light. And if you're going to be an effective witness for God, you have to allow him to break you. Everybody goes through it. Everybody's story is different. Your story is not my story. My story is not your story. Just as different as your fingerprint is, as different as your story is. But in order to be used by the Lord, you have to go through a season where he breaks you. And breaking doesn't just happen at one point. It happens at multiple points in your life. The greater you want to become in the kingdom, the more you got to be broken. If you want to go up, you got to go low first. That's how the kingdom works. And the first shall be last and the last shall be first. You have to allow him to break you. Your most effective ministry will come out of your deepest hurts. And that's why I said, in order for us to be effective, we, 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 we can't connect with each other because of our strengths. It's our hurts. That's why Pastor and I, Averna and I shared our story. That's, that, that's why we shared about our, our, our struggles. That's why Pastor Edgar comes up and shares his stories. That's why others come before you and share their stories because we identify with the pain. We identify with the brokenness. The brokenness. And if you're going to be a vessel for God to use, you have to be broken. Being broken is not for nuns and missionaries and monks. It's not for the super spiritual. Let me bind up that lie out of your mind right now in the name of Jesus. It's not for the pastor and his wife. Let's bind that up in Jesus' name. Being broken, this is everybody's story. It's everybody. If, if I would pass this microphone, we could all talk about our brokenness and what we've gone through in life. But the question, have you allowed the brokenness to make you into a better child of God? Because the brokenness comes to mold you. It's like clay on a potter's wheel. We get marred. We, we, we get jacked up. We get tore up from the floor, as they say. But God begins to mold it, begins to remove things out of our lives to make us a better person. Break me. Break me, God. Break me, Jesus. See, the problem is some of us are partially devoted, but God wants you to be fully devoted. And that's and 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 see this, that's where the boys separate from the men and the girls separate from the women. Because we, we profess Jesus, we love the Lord. But in order for you to fully embrace what God has for you, you have to be broken. You want a greater ministry? Allow God to break you. Allow God, allow God to work on your character. <laughs> it's quiet in here. Lord, I know we're going to have some work. I know you Lord Jesus. The church is quiet, Jesus. I don't know if they sleep or they checked out. Maybe they're on their phone on Facebook. Cause I don't know what they're doing, God. Thank you, sister. I got some help in the house this morning. It's quiet in here. Break me, Jesus. Break me, God. Change the things that are in me. 
that are not like you. See, last week we we prayed, search me. Right? So he began to shine his light on those things. But now you're saying, Lord, now that I know what the issue is, I see the lust. I see the greed. I see the pride. Lord, I see the jealousy. Lord, I see the gluttony. Lord, come on. You you know what your stuff is. You know what your stink is. You know what your sin is. Lord, I see the fornication. Lord, you see my struggle. Now we're saying, God, break me. Take this thing out of me, Jesus. Break off the chains off me. Break the fetters, God. Break up the follow ground. Break up the hardness of my heart. I need you to break me, God. I need you to break me so you can break through. You want to break through? He has to break you. And I'm waiting for my blessing. And I'm waiting for my, my, my breakthrough. Healing breaks through when he breaks you. He can't break through anything. He can't break through if you're not broken. The breakthrough is going through the cracks and the crevices of your life to put you back together again. But if you're solid, if you're hard, he can't penetrate that. Unless you give him permission to. And then he takes his Holy Spirit and shatters your heart with his grace. That's why the psalmist says, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens, what? The hardness of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. That means he got his breakthrough. And now I am happy all the days. You cannot get a breakthrough unless he breaks you. Unless he breaks your will. Unless you allow him, give him permission. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on nobody. God only comes when you invite him to. That's why the scripture says, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. God says, you make the first move. I'm waiting on God to move. I'm waiting for God to answer my prayer. He said, no, no, baby. I'm waiting on you. You want it? You make the first move. You want me to give a breakthrough? Then you allow me to break you. I'm waiting for the prophet. I'm waiting for a word. I need need a word. Here's the word of the Lord. Let him break you. Let him do something new in you. Let him do something new in your character. Let him do something new with your lying tongue. Let him do something new in you. So when God begins to break us, he makes us become more like him. That's what the breaking process is about. Christian means little one like Christ. Little anointed one. How can we call ourselves, call ourselves Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, if we don't act like him? The world needs to see that we've been with him. When they look at the apostle in the book of Acts, they looked at Peter, uneducated Peter at that, the fisherman Peter. But the Bible says when they looked at him, when he began to speak, they knew that he had been with Jesus. When you open up your mouth, do people know that you have been with Jesus? Only people that are broken before God can tell that you've been with Jesus. Yesterday I was at the bank. 
I don't normally go to the bank that much because I do everything online these days. But I had to go into the bank yesterday. And when I was there, I saw a particular worker that worked there. I said, this young lady looks familiar. So I spoke to one of my old co-workers because I used to be a banker before I entered full-time ministry. I said, who is that young lady? She said, oh, that's such and such. I said, what? I said, I trained that young lady when she was about 17 years old. She was in high school. I said, she's still with the branch after all these years? She's like, yeah. I said, I wonder if she recognized me. So she was tending a client, and then afterwards I popped up, and I said, hey. She's like, oh, my God, is that you? I said, yes, that's me. Is that you? Yes, that's you. Wow. And so she's like, I'm 30 years old now. I said, what? I said, congratulations. I'm, I didn't even know you were still with, with, with the company, with the branch. She said, yeah. And I said, I'm so proud of you. Uh, 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 what has happened in your life because there was a point when her mother came to me I'll never forget this and she said I'm, I think I lost my daughter she said I think I lost her out there she, she doesn't want to come home she's out there and her, her daughter was messing with somebody who was no good and so she was being very rebellious and, she, and I remember I, I, I had to close my line up and I had to take her in my office in the bank and minister to her that was my first experience actually ministering to someone in the bank and I began to pray, and I prayed for her mother today. I'll never forget that. And I said, God's going to work it out for your good. And here now, 11 years later, I got to see the fruit of that prayer. If you have kids you're praying for, keep praying for them. If you have kids, keep praying for them. Do not give up. I don't care how wayward they might seem. The effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And now I'm saying, Lord, okay, now we're going to bring her into the kingdom now. That's, that's my assignment. She's like, she's, she's like, are you a pastor? I say, I'm full-time pastor. She's like, yeah. I say, you clap because you're going to come to this church. You just don't know yet. So we're going to pray you in, in the name of Jesus. But let me tell you something. If I was not broken to hear the Holy Spirit, to pray for her mom and to pray pointedly, only God knew who this young lady would be today. She got her life on track. She's a career woman. She got promoted like three times. She's a manager now. I said, you go, girl. Look at what God has done. But when you're broken and when you're available to the Lord, he can use you in a greater way. Sometimes we wonder, you know, why come I don't see the results that I want to see in my life? How come I, I feel like I take two steps forward and five steps back? Because you need to be broken. Broken is more than just saying, yes, Lord, and I surrender, Lord. Broken is allowing the Lord to take your soul through a cleansing. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Amen. And he needs to take your mind, your will, and emotions through a cleansing. Because you are not naturally programmed to do it God's way. The Bible says we were formed and shaped in iniquity in your mother's womb. In other words, you were programmed to sin. You were programmed to do it anti-God. You were programmed to live your life anti-Christ. That's why at the moment of salvation was your first prayer for God to break you. Because you said, Lord, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. In other words, I need you to break the sin off me and set me free. Because you died for me on Calvary. But he takes you through a process every day. That's why we start with the scripture in Romans 12. That I present my body. 
A living sacrifice. Well, maybe a sacrifice is something dead. So how can it be a living sacrifice? Because that means that you are dying and he is living. That's what it means. It means that I'm dying. It means that the part of me that back in the past, if you looked at me a certain way, you would catch these hands. That part is dying. So now I can give you a hug. See, the part of me that's dying is a part where someone cut me off and I want to pop them the birdie. But that part of me is dying. So next I said, you know what? You go ahead. Have a blessed day in the Lord. I'll get to my destination all right anyhow. See, the part of me that's dying is that part that makes me want to cuss you out sometimes when you get on my last nerve. But that part of me is dying because I allow him to break me, right? That even when I feel the words want to come in my mind and utter in my mouth, the Holy Ghost inside of me because it's like, now, now, son, now, now, keep your mind focused. Don't allow the enemy to take you off a track. See, that's when you're broken. You can hear God. But some of you are so hard, you can't hear God. That's why the Bible says, harden not your hearts. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Well, hard, you can't hear nothing. Because you ain't broken. But God wants to break us this morning. He wants to break us this morning. He wants to break our wills this morning. He wants to break us this morning. You know, for some of you, it's things that are real deep. But some of you, it's things that are real simple. I'm a person, back in the day, I always pay my bills late. It's doing the fifth, on the sixth, get a late charge call. Can I have a one-time courtesy? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring my bills. I just forgot. And do, 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 do. Light bill, sir, you're late. Turn off load. You got to pay the bill. Oh, man, I forgot. I, I get the money. Okay, 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 okay. Because I'm programmed. That's what I was exposed to, right? But see, when you like got to break you, the Holy Ghost says you're a witness even the way you pay your bills. See, sorry, I just lost some of you right there. Are you a witness to the light company? Are you, because it's your credibility, it's your character. And the credits call you and they hear the message, praise the Lord, God bless you, thank you for calling, someone ain't blah, 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 blah. Have a fantastic day in the Lord and say, you are a crook. Are you a, a, are you a witness on paper? Are you a witness in your bank? Or are you always getting overdraft charges? Because you're not disciplined. See, this is the type of stuff that God wants to break. Is your landlord always knocking on the door? It's the fourth. You're going to get a late charge if you don't hurry up and pay your bill. What? Lord, is quiet. I'm trying, Jesus. I'm trying, God. I'm trying. It's quiet in here this morning. Father, help me. But see, when God begins to break you, you begin to change the way you operate. You begin to change the way you live. And so I'm going to put the challenge out to you. this morning. I know break me is a radical prayer. I know. But you will not see the results that you desire unless you allow God to deal with your heart. He has to deal with your heart. See, getting saved is just, is, is just the first lap. If some of you have been running that first lap for 20 years, it's time to go deeper. What are you waiting for? Aren't you tired of the same stuff over and over? Don't you need a change for crying out loud? But unless you see, there's no social promotion in God. If you don't pass the test the first time, you're going to take it again. 
people crack me up. Oh, I'm leaving the church because you didn't promote me. Go to the next church. Same thing going to happen again. It's going to keep following you till you learn how to submit yourself. But you got people, you can't tell them nothing. That's a spirit of pride. And the reason they won't get nowhere in ministry because they don't know how to humble and submit themselves. The Bible says submit yourselves one to another and it's fitting in the Lord. You want to go high, you got to get low. The greatest among you is the servant. And I'm telling you, if you want God to do some great things in your life, look, June 1st, it's just a few days away. Tick, 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 tick. Don't mess up this year. Don't miss it. Don't come back here in December like, man, anybody told about it was no sweet 16 for me because you didn't allow the Lord to break you. Don't get left behind. I challenge you to pray this prayer today. And let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a warning. Let me get this recorded. Zoom in on me. Zoom in on my face. So when it goes up this week, when you pray this prayer, Lord, break me, stuff is going to begin to happen. For some of you, it might feel like all hell is breaking loose. And you know what? That's good. What do you mean, Pastor? That's good. Now you can really trust the Lord to bring you through. And when you come through this one, and when you come through this trial, and when you come through this, 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 this process that God is bringing you through, you will come out stronger, wiser, and better than you've ever been before in your life. So when something begins to happen, come back to this tape. I'm encouraging you. Keep on going. Don't give up. stop coming to church. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading your word. Your faith is not based on your emotions. This says, I don't feel like getting up here and preach if I go by my feelings. Some of you going to work on Tuesday, you don't feel like getting out the bed. But you get up because you know you, got, you, you, you serve that almighty dollar but you need to serve the almighty Lord. You start talking about that money. Oh, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. But we come time to come to church. Well, I don't have to go this Sunday. You didn't say that about work on Monday. Oh, I got to make that change. I got to be on my grind. I got to be on my hustle. What about your hustle in the Lord? What about your godly grind? Come on out. What about your holy hustle? What about that? Let them cut your check. You knock on the door. Excuse me. I did overtime last week. I didn't see that on my check. I did my 45 hours. I'm supposed to get time and a half. But actually, where have you been last Sunday? Oh, pastors, just, you know, I meant to be there. I know I was supposed, I know, I know. You ain't broken. You ain't broken. But God wants to break you. So you could be a witness with your speech and with your actions. That as I look at your life in a 360 and I walk around you, I can see in every area of your life, God is moving. I can see in your finances, God is moving. I can see in your health, God is moving. I can see in your marriage, God is moving. I can see in your children. See, some of you need to allow God to pitch you in a 360 spiritual mirror. And just check you. I preached a message years ago. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Sometimes you need to ask God to do some deep introspection in you. To show you yourself. 
Because sometimes we have we 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 have this privileged mindset that God ought to do it for me. You don't deserve a thing, sweetheart. You don't deserve a thing, brother. It's only by the grace of God. That's why we worship the way we do, because we realize that we're not deserving of his goodness. We're not deserving of his grace, but he loves us anyway. So I challenge you this week. Pray. Break me, God. Break me. Break off the things that are not pleasing to you, God. You know my sin, God. You know my struggle, God. Break me. But Lord, I give myself to you. Lord, 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 Lord. Lord, I'm available. I, I present myself to you. It's not just lip service, but, 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 but I mean it. Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I've been through. Use it for you, Lord. Nothing goes to waste in God. Nothing goes to waste. God is good at recycling. He's good at repurposing. Even your sin, even your mistakes, he's good at repurposing. He uses the very trash and he creates treasure. He uses the very broken pieces and creates a mosaic. But you have to allow him to take you through the process. I don't care if you've been saved 20 years or two minutes. You've got to be broken. You've got to be broken. And it starts with a willing heart. God, break me. Break me. I know it's a radical prayer. But if you want to see radical results, you have to pray radical. You have to come out of the safe place, out of the safety net, out of the safe zone, out of your comfort zone. And pray a radical prayer. Break me. Break me. It's not going to be pretty at first. But break me. Break me. Break me until I look like you. I was watching watching a, a, a documentary on how they purify silver. And what the refiner does, he begins to put the silver in the hottest fire you could imagine. I mean, in a hot burning furnace. You know what begins to happen when the fire begins to, to, to hit that silver? It begins to melt, but all the impurities begin to rise to the top. And then he scrapes it off. Then he puts it back in again. Then he lifts it out, and all the impurities begin to rise to the top. And he scrapes it off. And so they ask the question to the refiner, how do you know where all the impurities have been lifted out of the silver? How do you know when to fully pull it out of the furnace. He said, uh, I know because I could see my reflection on the piece of silver. When I look down, I know all the purity is going because I could see myself. Can God see himself in your life? I'm going through the fire, Pastor. I'm going through. He's purifying you. So when he looks at you, he can see himself. He can see you. He can see himself. God wants to see himself in you. More of him. Brethren, I present my body as a living sacrifice. Not me, but him. 
seen through me. Holy and pleasing, acceptable to God. Break me. Break me. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. We're going to pray. As we begin to close this morning. This is truly a radical prayer. Not an easy one. But as we have seen in the sinful woman breaking her box of alabaster before the Lord, bringing her past and saying, God, I give you even my future. As we see Jesus at the Last Supper saying, this is a representation of me being broken for you. God is also challenging us today. I need you to be broken before me. If you're saying, Pastor, I know it's a hard prayer, but Pastor, I know I need to be broken so God can use me. I know there have been some things that have been holding me back. There's been some fears, there have been some trepidations, there have been some issues, there have been some things that I have not let go of, and I know God is calling me this morning. I need him to break me. I want to break through, but he has to break me first. If that's you this morning, I just want you to stand and we're going to pray corporately this morning. This is a prayer for the real Christians. It might not be pretty at first. But God is working some stuff out of you. So he can see himself in your life. He can see his glory. He can see his power at work in you. Jesus. Break me till I don't exist anymore. It's only you that's seen in me. That I could be a witness 360 all around every part of my life. They can see the glory of God. Break me, God. Break me, Jesus. Father, I thank you this morning. If you're standing, just lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your honesty, child of God. Thank you for your honesty, saints. It starts with a surrender to Jesus. It starts with you surrendering your heart to him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you because, Lord, we want to be used by you. We want you to be glorified in our lives, but we realize there's some things in us that you need to break. There's some rage in us. There's some insecurities. There's some fears. Oh, God, there's some lust. There's some greed. There's some arrogance. There's some pride, oh, God, in us that you need to break, oh, God. God, help us today. Help us today, God. Break us, Jesus. Break us, oh God. Break us, Jesus. Break our mindsets, God. Break the thoughts that hold us hostage. Break the mindsets that keep us bound up. Break us, Jesus. God, that's our prayer this morning. That even as the alabaster box was broken, the thing that was of worth, to this woman. We bring you the things that are of worth to us this morning. We give you our lives. It's of worth this morning. 
We give you our struggles, oh God, our past, but we present to you our future this morning, Father. We need you to take control, Jesus. We need your breakthrough power in our lives this morning, God. Even as you were broken for us on the cross, God, you said, if you're going to follow me, you got to pick up your own cross. So we pick up our cross today. We pick up our cross today. We pick up our cross today. We're going to join the broken club today. God, break us. Break us and conform us to your will. That it's not us that sing, but in Christ that sing within us today, Father. So, Father, we give ourselves to you even now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come up, put your hands together and bless him this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, declare this, Lord. Lord.